All right, I am here. I am here uh, in the words of All Might. Uh, yes, so as you guys can clearly tell, this is, again, it's going to be a solo dolo episode. The solo journey continues, and it's going to be your boy, the, the most ronin of Jedi, uh, your boy Meech out here in the cut. Because, again, the, the fallen Shinigami, he's continuing on his solo journey, and his solo journey into writing his second book is... Uh, is going extremely well right now. There's there's progress to be made. Now, as for progress over here, um, in my conquest of the entire galaxy, well, uh, things are things are still going, not going as fast as I like it to. But hey, can't conquer, can't conquer Rome in a day, as the as the people would like to say. Um, but yeah, anyways, like again, this is just your boy Meech and. And I'm Demetrius, and Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right, so today is going to be a very special episode, right? Uh, this is this is coming off the heels of, of course, a one-week break because so much happened last week uh, for your boy that he had to mentally uh, check out for a little bit, you know, had to give himself some rest. And now I'm back to go ahead and talk about, uh, as you could tell from this episode, what in the world happened at the Game Awards? All right, so before I do any of that, I'm going to need that legal Spiegel. So future Meech, hit us with that legal Spiegel. All right, thanks, past Meech. Uh, so the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. All right, so coming at you live with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and hit you up with some what's hot. Uh, you know, what's good out in these streets and everything like that. But this one's going to be a little bit different as I'm going to omit a certain section, be specifically the gaming section, because, well, it's all going to be detailed in this in the our main portion of the episode for today. So going on with that. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Well, well, actually, you know what? I'll add just two games in the gaming section. So let's go ahead and talk about those two real quick. First one's Lethal Company. Lethal Company is actually a pretty good uh, multiplayer game played with a few friends. It's basically like Phasmophobia meets SCP meets the back rooms. You know, just you and your friends going to a certain location, having to deal with whatever shenanigans happened at that location. And, uh, and monsters are chasing after you and you just got to survive. Uh, suffice to say, I'm typically always one of the last people alive because of the fact that uh, I'm not, I'm not about uh dying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I'm not about dying at all. And then the second thing is, I'm actually still playing Star Wars: The Old Republic. You know, the old MMO. It's still good. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. And I've sufficiently reached a point where my character is so overpowered that the game is actively having to nerf me, <laughs> like capping out my whole level. Cause I'm like, I am like 30 plus levels above where I'm actually supposed to be at. So things are like going off as a breeze. I'm like, how, how am I this strong? Oh yeah, that's right. Cause I'm me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the real one. All right. So that's enough about gaming for right now. Let's go ahead and talk about the other uh, levels of industry. Firstly, we have ourselves anime. We have the Kingdoms of Ruins still going strong. Uh, 
We have Rise of Shield here. I still think like this season is actually a lot, a lot better than season two, but uh, that's not really saying much. Uh, we also have a goat piece. You know, we we fully out of one o, and things are as hilarious as always. Spy Family is just as wholesome as always to the point where I'm legit just like having like heart palpitations because like man why is this so wholesome in comparison to Jujutsu Kaisen which is out here killing me it's killing me man I know I seen the Shibuya I know I read the Shibuya arc but still the Shibuya arc was the way they animated things it they did not have to go that hard Mappa pay your employees let them go home and rest give them some sleep give them some Give them that extra Christmas bonus because there just ain't no way. None. Alright. And speaking of ain't no way, Tokyo Revengers, there ain't no way that this show is as good as, as it's getting right now, man. Well, I actually do know it's gonna get better, but that's neither here nor there, right? So so yeah, just all of them goaded. Goaded, I tell you. And next up in the realm of comics, uh, I said Ultimate Spider-Man coming back next month. We got ourselves, uh, you no, know, the end of Static Shadows of Dakota. King Spawn still going strong. Uh, KLC Press. Well, the they just released that they're going on break for the schlub after the fifth issue. So I'm gonna be a little saddened by that, but it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Uh, Kill Your Darling still going great. Carnage is still going dummy uh in the realm of webtoons however ordeal is going crazy going crazy and i really want that to be adapted into some type of series i'm not even gonna hold you like that is man that man was just too too amazing uh, that's that's all i gotta say about that let's let's keep it moving right all right oh yeah and also apparently amazing spider-man has a gang war so uh yeah that's that's all you need to know about that and the fact that Batman is a total, uh, it's totally out of his mind. All right, moving on, moving on, uh, to the realm of TV. Invincible season two is currently on break right now. They're going to drop in 2024. Same thing with Chucky. Both of them decided to go on break after, after their mid, uh, season finale. And they're going to hit us up next year to go ahead and make us cook and, and cook. They will. Also, you know, we got ourselves The Boys Season 4. That's going to be coming next year. I'm so excited for that. Monarch is actually really good. It's going crazy. And speaking of Monarch, we got ourselves Godzilla X-Kong, which is just insane because we we see that our two main boys, they have ascended. <laughs> they have ascended. Kong got himself the Infinity Gauntlet. And Godzilla went Super Saiyan Rose. Never thought I'd see the day. And they both about to square up. I don't know who this ape is that they fighting, but uh, he 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 clearly chose the wrong ones. Okay, he clearly chose the wrong ones, and now he gonna have to run the ones. Actually, no, screw running the ones. He gonna get jumped. I'm not even gonna hold you. He getting jumped by both of them, and it's gonna be spectacular seeing the. The uh, super black rose, the super black atomic breath rose is he he about to he about to cook Godzilla about to cook him. I'm I'm not even gonna hold you, and then Kong, you know, 
Kong is inevitable. That's that's all I need to know. And speaking, it's continuing on the the Toho train. Godzilla minus one. Eight had no business. Okay, no business whatsoever being as good as it is, man. This is like the first Godzilla movie where I actually cared about the humans. All right, the main character. I really cared about him. There's a new wifey in this movie. And I desperately wanted her to know I, I was about to be I was about to spoil the mess out of this movie. But I'm I'm not. And also the fact is that it's apparently going to be one of the highest grossing movies. Actually, probably is the highest grossing movie of 2023 in America. Think about that. Japanese movie cooking so much, it cooked more than Oppenheimer and Barbie. Man, Godzilla is back, baby. Godzilla is back. That's that's all I gotta say. That's just greatness, you know what I'm saying? And also, in other news, Keith Lee, he came to Houston, and now I'm upset. You wanna know why I'm upset? Because he went to some of the restaurants I I typically go to, and his Keith Lee effect went into full effect because he he see that that Houston's on its best behavior. Houston did everything. Houston, we 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 did it right. We did it right in comparison to Atlanta. And now and now I gotta wait three hours to get some bread pudding out and get some banana pudding. I'm upset. Okay, I'm glad to see that we up right now. But also upset that now I gotta wait for what I've been gatekeeping for the past uh couple years. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. You know, I gotta I gotta take the L at some point for that. So I you know what? It is what it is. And now here we are. The moment you've all been waiting for. Let's go ahead and transition. Into our main talking point for today. The 2023 Game Awards. Now, the Game Awards for me, right? This was actually one of the few things I always watched. Like, I always watched live because, or whenever I could, because of the fact that I viewed the Game Awards in higher regard than, like, the Oscars, the Grammys. Because some of these moves, like, I really don't care about. But when they have, but you have the game awards that have like some of my best and my favorite video games up there, and and having like some of the voice actors and everything like that, I'm like, oh, 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 this is for me. And for me, it was for every year, except for this year. This year was, I don't know what the heck they were doing. All right, but oh, ooh, I I almost slipped. I almost slipped there. Big big. Because I was about to get into some of the the trash that I found throughout this uh this year's, but before I get that, let's go ahead and talk about the positives. And the positives were some of these game announcements that are made during the during the award show. So let's start off and talk about Mortal Kombat One and how they had they released their Quan Chi DLC trailer. And when I tell you Quan Chi, he he looking kind of devious. He looking kind of devious. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I still don't care about Quan Chi at all. I don't care about him as a character. Uh, the most I cared about Quan Chi as a character 
is seeing Hanzo Hasashi, aka Scorpion, absolutely wreck his entire life. Uh, that's that's and that's the closest I'll ever get to caring about Quan Chi, right? But but I say his gameplay is kind of neat. And then of course they tease Peacemaker at the end. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Now this next one, Black Myth Sun Wukong. Goodness gracious, this game is actually going to be Flames. So, for those of you who don't know, this is a game based on the Journey to the West uh, series. That it, And, of course, the lead character is Sun Wukong, who everybody knows is the inspiration behind our favorite anime Saiyan, Sun Goku. Also the inspiration behind my favorite Pokemon, Infernape. Uh... And just the inspiration behind a bunch of our favorite characters, especially in Japanese animation and fiction and all of that, right? And this game looks to be kind of like a Soulsborne-esque game, at least in terms of the design of those boss characters. Very Soulsborne-esque. And them graphics is looking gorgeous. I'm not even going to hold you. All right. And then next up... They released uh, the trailer for the DLC to God of War Ragnarok Valhalla. Woo! All right. See my boy Kratos, right? Now now we're traveling Valhalla now, too? I mean, it was only a matter of time. It really was. But goodness, I am ready. Oh, I'm ready. But not as much as these next two announcements. I'm not even going to hold you. Oh, I don't know which one to talk about first because I'm about to uh, I'm about to go nuts. All right, let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and talk about the first one. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Four, or as it's currently referred to now, Sparking Zero. Now, for those of you who don't know, Sparking is the name of the Budokai Tenkaichi series in Japan. So this is Budokai Tenkaichi Four. Oh, nah. Nah, I need this game yesterday, my guy. I need this game. Them graphics is beautiful. That animation fluid. That combat looking like the game that we had back in the day. The tournament is about to be crazy, bro. Crazy. Seeing Vegeta, he just swiped the Kamehameha away. Oh, nah. I'm about to go dummy. Listen. I'm telling everybody, every single listener, every single person who listened to this podcast something. Alright? Y'all ain't ready to see me in Tenkaichi 4. Y'all are not. You want to know why none of y'all are ready to see me? Because I'm a dude I have the same conviction, right? The conviction that no controller is safe from me. I will, I am more than willing to destroy my controller to ensure that I win the Bean Clash, that I win the Dragon Rush. I will ensure I win those. And if it means destroying my PS5 controller, so be it. Because you want to know why I'm so willing to destroy it? Because as soon as I'm able to pre-order that game, I'm buying 
three extra controllers, and you know how expensive PS5 controllers are, I'm buying them straight. Stop playing with me. They bet, and apart, apparently they're going to have a bigger roster than Budokai Tenkaichi 3? Potentially a bigger roster than Xenoverse 2? Nah, it's wraps for y'all. If they have that same combat and the same broken character, it, it's wraps for y'all. If I see Goku mid there, it's wraps. Super Saiyan 2 Team Gohan, it's wraps. Kid Buu, it's wraps. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta is wraps. Super Saiyan Rose Goku Black, it's wraps for y'all. Wraps. There's nothing y'all can do. I'm about to legit go 80 and 0. Y'all are not going to see me. Just know that these tournaments going to go crazy. You want to know how crazy it's about to get? On Instagram, right? For the on the DreamCon site, right? They released like their next drop. And one person said, like, hey, are we gonna have Budokai Tenkai IG4 tournaments? And I immediately replied, You don't want to see me, causing a whole entire argument in the chat where multiple people, myself included, we are about to go crazy. The tournament's gonna go crazy, and I'm competing. Best believe. All right. Dang. Why can't this game come sooner? All right. Next up. I don't even know how to even follow up. You know what? Grab the bottle six. Let's talk about it, baby. After 10 years, the next GTA game is here in 2025. Boy. This one's clearly going to be in Vice City. And if you don't know, Vice City is based off Miami, Florida. And you can tell immediately that this was in Florida. Not just because of the palm trees, but because of how wild the people were. How many BBLs they, there were. Nah, this game about to go dummy. I'm not even going to hold you. When I'm not wrecking on Mortal Kombat 1, when I'm not taking souls on Budokai Tenkaichi 4, I'm going to be on GTA 5. That's it. Because I know I'm going to be crazy. And people are already hating on the game. Firstly, because they're sexist, because of the fact that one of the main characters is a woman, which is the first time you get a woman to play as in GTA Unless you count uh, GTA San Andreas, where if you do co-op, you can have, like, your homeboy have the player two play as a female. Uh, they're not going to talk about that, but I remember. I remember. But, yeah. And the fact that some people are like, nah, this game is clearly not going to be for kids. Nah! Grand Theft Auto is not for kids. Oh, really? That's almost as if there was an M rating on this game. And yet, you're saying to boycott it because the kids are going to play. Who going to buy it for the kids? It's all you irresponsible parents. Zero accountability. None of y'all going to do your research looking into Grand Theft Auto. 
I know this because it's already happening. It's been happening. You know how many kids I ran into on GTA Online? Too many. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. So I'm going to need y'all to get it together, man. Now, for this next one, it's actually kind of wild, right? This next game is called OD, and it's going to be a horror game. And it is, and what's crazy about it is that it's a collaboration from Hideo Kojima. You know, the GOAT himself, Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding, PT, a.k.a. Silent Hills. Still don't forgive Konami for uh getting rid of Silent Hills and giving us uh, Ascension, but but that's neither here nor there, right? We have OD, a collaboration between Hideo Kojima and this boy, Jordan Peele. Good heavens. Oh, nah, you know this game about to go crazy. OD is right. This game is about to go OD. And I'm ready for it, fam. Now, another game that got announced. Blade. Blade, the video game, got announced. Before the movie, which is kind of crazy, but we got a Blade game coming out now. Crazy. Whew. Oh man, I am. I'm. I'm not gonna be ready for this gaming season. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm not gonna be ready. I'm not ready. But now, it's time. Let's go ahead and talk about these awards, and what ended up happening. All right. So ripping the bandaid off, game of the year went to Baldur's Gate three. Now, I personally have never played Baldur's Gate three. From the gameplay I've seen, it looks kind of average. I'm not even going to hold you. The graphics look great, but I wasn't too big a, like, D&D player too much. And, like, having a turn-based combat in a game that's not, like, Final Fantasy or Pokemon kind of th- threw me off. It's kind of throwing me off. But apparently it's singing the praises of literally everybody and everywhere. And I'm not even gonna like hold I'm not even gonna hold them for that. Uh apparently from the from the side of the people who I've talked to, Baldur's Gate is probably one of the greatest games ever, and especially in terms of like the representation for the DD community and the fact that like it's a game where there's no like microtransactions, none of just the extraneous like dog water that WB games be trying to produce nowadays. Uh but yeah, apparently it won a uh, game of the year. Good, good job, good job. Uh, best game direction went to Alan Wake Two. Now, Alan Wake Two, uh, highly anticipated sequel to the first Alan Wake game, and in my opinion, like it looks pretty good. I haven't played it, uh, mostly because I haven't played the first game, mostly because of the fact that it was an Xbox exclusive for the longest time. And and I just don't have it on PC, uh. So uh, apparently it's it's a really good like game. So uh, like all right, cool, cool. Uh, 
best video game adaptation went to none other than The Last of Us. We we all saw this one coming from 10 miles away. Uh, if this one didn't win best game adaptation, there would be riots in the streets. Well, more riots in the streets, but I'm going to tell you about that later. Uh, and it had some good competition with Castlevania Nocturne, the Super Mario Bros. and in Super Mario Bros. movie, but nah. Nah, Last of Us cleared that one. That's one of the few shows where even in the adaptation, I was just like, and I knew what was going to happen. I was like, please. I I wanted a different outcome in many of the scenarios, and it still played out the same, so it still broke my heart again. Uh, That's how you know this. This is crazy. Now, best game narrative went to Alan Wake 2, which... This one kind of hurts a bit because of the fact that, you know what, I'll talk about it at the end as far as to why, but another game should have gotten this one. And I'll tell you that later. Best art direction, Alan Wake 2. Best score went to Final Fantasy 16. Not even going to lie. Final Fantasy 16 still had a great soundtrack. I'm not even going to hold you. Best audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know what Hi-Fi Rush is, so I'm not going to speak on it. This one truly pissed me off. Best performance went to Neil Newbon in Baldur's Gate 3. Again, don't know who he played, but another person should have gotten it. All right. Innovation and accessibility. Forza Motorsport, don't care. Games for Impact. Tachia, I don't care. Best ongoing game. This one was super surprising, right? Went to Cyberpunk 2077. Best ongoing game. And this beat out Fortnite. Now, y'all know, I don't mess with Fortnite like that. I played it one time in the OG days. Beat it. And never played it again because I like. There's no point anymore. Now, this is crazy considering the fact that Fortnite literally just released the OG map. Again, I'm not playing it, but just knowing that is crazy that Cyberpunk 2077. And don't forget the terrible, terrible production cycle Cyberpunk had. Jeez. Best community support went to Baldur's Gate 3. Best independent game went to Sea of Stars. Don't know. Best debut indie game, which is Cocoon. I I don't know that one. Best mobile game went to Honkai Star Rail. Okay, pretty interesting, pretty interesting. This one, this one got me, all right? Best VR slash AR game went to Resident Evil Village. Oh, I'm cooking. Because I know, because Resident Evil 8 was gas. So the fact that it went to VR, I I bet you it was going to be gas. I don't have any VR headsets, too expensive nowadays, but, oh, I wish I have it now. Best action game went to Armored Core 6. This one I have problems with. Well, actually, not really. No, it's the next one I have a problem with. Best action slash adventure game 
went to Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There's a again, there's a big reason why. And you're going to figure it out as soon as I finish this. Best RPG went to Baldur's Gate 3. Best fighting game went to Street Fighter 6. Okay, so this one, right? As you all know, I am a big Mortal Kombat fan. I love Mortal Kombat 1. So, but I'm not knocking down Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 is actually good, too. Right? But I just feel like Mortal Kombat had a little bit more to it, you know? So the fact that that Mortal Kombat lost to Street Fighter kind of got me a little. Kind of got me. Best Family Game went to Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Who would have guessed? Best Sim Slash Strategy Game went to Pikmin 4. Best Sports Game went to Forza Motorsport. Best Multiplayer Went to Baldur's Gate 3. Most anticipated game goes to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I'm not even going to hold you. I would be too because the trailer to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is absolute gas. That animation is absolute gas. The Player's Voice Award went to Baldur's Gate 3. The content creator of the year went to Iron Mouse, which good on Iron Mouse. Really needs really need to be uh in the limelight more. And the best esports game goes to Valorant, which ha. Best esports athlete goes to Faker, who plays League of Legends. Best esports team is JD Gaming, of course, of League of Legends. Best esports coach is Christine Potter Chi of, of Valorant. And that's amazing because she got to win that one. Prouder. Best esports event was the 2023 League of Legends World Championship. Now, you may be wondering why I'm so pissed off at this. Because as you heard of all the games that won. I'm pretty sure you guys noticed there was one game I did not mention at all. <laughs> Despite seven nominations, seven, Spider-Man 2 got nothing. How? How did Spider-Man 2 not get a single award? How? Okay. That is just absolutely just horrendous, okay? And you want to know how I figured out that Spider-Man 2 got nothing? IGN posted, like, a screenshot of Peter Parker crying in, like, the last Spider-Man 2 trailer and just said, Spider-Man 2 win zero awards out of seven nominations. And do you know how much I wanted to just slap the mess out of everybody involved in the game? Do you know how rigged that had to be? Because, all right, here's the seven categories that Spider-Man 2 was in. Game of the Year, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Audio Design, Best Performance, a.k.a. Yuri Lowenthal, 
innovation in accessibility, and finally, best action slash adventure game. How in the world did Yuri Lowenthal not get the award for best actor, best performance? That man gave his heart and soul to that game. From lines such as, No wonder your family left you. You're not strong enough. And lines such as, Come on, man. This man gave his soul for that. Man, that got me so heated that he that this game won nothing. And this is a game I love, okay? There are not many games that I can say I platinumed. But Spider-Man 2 was. Definitely one of the games I... This was one of the games that definitely got robbed. Especially in the actor's... And the best action slash adventure. Like, again, I'll give... I'll give Game of the Year to Baldur's Gate 3. I'll give it to them. But for Spider-Man to not win literally anything else... Not even best narrative is crazy. Robbed. Robbed, I tell you. And this just... This just this, this just made me upset again, man. You know what? Let's let's go on and move on to to another reason why this year's game award is just absolutely garbage. Was some of the controversy that happened. Controversy number one. The please wrap it up controversy. So apparently, some of the the folks who got the game awards were giving their speeches and then they see on a teleprompter saying, please wrap it up. This is after like two, three, maybe even four minutes of like them giving their speech. Now you think like, okay, maybe it's because of the fact like, you know, got to move it on, you know, keep, keep it at a well-timed pace. The problem lies when other celebrities get like double or triple the time of the people who won the awards, who the game awards are for, by the way. And yet they got, they got snubbed in time-wise. And the celebrities get like double their time with like eight minutes and so on and so forth. This is just purely hypocritical on the game awards part and just purely a terrible decision on them. Because why in the world would they do that? Why in the world would they even think of something that that just dumb and stupid? Now, again, I would get it if the person was taking like 10 plus minutes for a speech. Because even my, even for me, I'm just like, bro, just come on. And I've sat through speeches before. I sat through like an hour long speech like a couple times. I even gave hour-long speeches a few times. But at the end of the day, right, it it's all about, like, who in the world the games are for. Now, the second controversy that went on display. So our GOAT, well, one of our other GOATs, Christopher Judge. 
Kratos himself had made a joke stating that <laughs> my speech is gonna is longer than the Modern Warfare 3 campaign, which I'm not gonna lie, I died when I heard him say that, right? Because if you guys don't know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 notoriously has one of the shortest campaign slash stories of all time, right? And if I can uh give me one second, right, to look up how long their campaign was. Mm. It takes a person about six hours to complete the main story. Now, that is absurdly short, okay? What that means is, is that you can complete the main objective, achieve like a hundred completion of the game in the span of a day. Not even one day, like half a day, they can beat Modern Warfare 3. Wow. Do you realize just how short that is? That's crazy. And and here's where the controversy starts. It's the fact that Call of Duty developers, all the devs behind the games, went to social media to try to bash Christopher Judge going, how could you? How could you make fun of us for having a short campaign? Which I'm just like, are y'all, are y'all salty? Are y'all salty at somebody calling out the fact that you guys messed up? For years? And you know what's even the crazier bit? Is that fans have been stating this for years about Call of Duty. Now the fact that they're not full of innovation, that they really lost the plot. And yet... <laughs> and yet... It takes a celebrity who uses his platform to make a joke about y'all. That would get y'all upset. Not the consumers. Someone with legitimate, like, power. Making fun of y'all. Expecting it from a peer. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know what? I hope this brings a light to it. I hope that this is a wake-up call for y'all. And the fact that y'all are getting dragged online because of it is actually kind of crazy. And the fact y'all y'all did it to yourselves that's the worst part. You did it to yourself. Man, oh, man. That's that's all I got to say about that. It's it's pretty much just how this, this whole awards was just... It was just a disaster. It was just absolute garbage. And to say that I was more than disappointed in the Game Show Awards, which is the first time I've been disappointed in the Game Show Awards since I started watching it. All right. 
All I gotta say is, do better, y'all. And just, just give folks the flowers and the, the awards that they deserve. Which, speaking of, it's time for a come get your rose session. And for the, this is to give our, our roses, our flowers, our appreciation for a certain person while they are still here. I'm giving it to none other than Yuri Lowenthal. Because Yuri Lowenthal, like, he is a genuinely awesome guy. Like, he's awesome, not just as a voice actor, but as a genuine person. Uh, Like, I've seen videos of him. He's really humble. He's really just down to earth. He's a goofball. And he really knows how to act his tail off. Not just as the in my opinion, the definitive Peter Parker voice. But also, he gave us Ben Tennyson, a.k.a. Ben 10. He gave us Smoke in Mortal Kombat 1, which is the best version of Smoke. He gave us Sasuke Uchiha in the Naruto series. Come on. Nah, you more than deserve uh, your flowers. And sure... The game show awards and the people do not honor you by not giving you your awards. I hope, Yuri, that you just continue to hold your head up high, King, and to just really give it your absolute all because you gave your heart and soul to Spider-Man 2. And even though the game show awards, they didn't give you your awards, I will. I will give you best voice actor. I'll give you the Honored One Award. You are the GOAT. You are just great and you're amazing. Uh, Just come get your rose. All right. So now that we have that all said and done, I'm just going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, in terms of our, our plugs, of course, we have ourselves, our Instagram, our ex, formerly known as Twitter, and our threads account under Blurred City 22 Like, comment, follow, subscribe. Do all of that good jazz to be up to date on our release schedules and many different episodes that we have and other announcements. Also, we have our Discord linked in our Instagram page where we can give ourselves, you know, time to enjoy the company of fellow degenerates, to enjoy the company of others who are like-minded and send memes and just be entertained. We have our YouTube and our Patreon under Blurred City Pod. If you want to donate a little chatter to us through the Patreon, you get access to very exclusive episodes, and it'll definitely be just just awesome time, you know what I'm saying? Many different exclusive episodes, like the character analysis of Nagato Uzumaki, a.k.a. Pain, a.k.a. Best Naruto Villain, Do Not At Me. Um... Now, when it comes to our email address, we have blurredcity22 at gmail.com. That's where you can submit geek out, freak outs, come get your rose, random fan theories, anything, everything of the like. And if you, and if you want to send us even episode suggestions, you can do so through that as well, and questions for Q&A sessions. Then finally, I am the Jedi Ronin. On Instagram and TikTok, and on 
and on the Instagram, I post different content about like my the Saber Guild and like my lightsaber capabilities and things of that nature. So if you want to come see just what what I do, follow me on there. I'm the Jedi Ronin. And if you want to get other Demetrius uh info, he's also on Instagram and X formerly known as Twitter under Mitri underscore dash M-E-T-R-I underscore dash. If you want a copy of his first book, uh, Phantom Pain's the most regular tale, you can find that on Amazon or Kindle and whatever platform you want to read books on. Now, I'm going ahead to end things off here for today. Remember, not goodbye forever, it's just goodbye for now. That's the Blur TV Podcast. See ya later.